0: Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Edmo Show. So tonight is going to be the uh, dynamic duo. Here we are again. <laughs> Big Tony and Edmo. What's up? Uh, so... I would like to get issue out and a retraction of some of the things as I said in the last episode um um due to newer evidence plus the episode we do pre-record these episodes so um we were kind of a couple weeks behind on the gun that's one <laughs> one issue with pre-records yeah <laughs> and then issuing them out like later especially when you're do- dealing with things on the news um, there was a couple of things that were said that um, probably we, we jumped the gun on a little bit. Yeah, maybe some things, yeah. Uh, just, just with what's come out now. Yeah, with all the information that's come out now and some newer information that um, we were made aware of. Um, especially when it comes to the case of George Floyd. And uh, I still can't pronounce the cop's name. Derek something, Javon, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, now, one of the things that, um, that was said was we felt like there was, that it, there, there was some, uh, some injustices that were made, which um, we should not have said that because in, in the country of that is America, You are innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, that is true. So, Um, yeah, definitely the the video definitely did not help his case. Yeah, I mean the video did not help his case, but um, because America is innocent until proven guilty, because they have to do an investigation and everything that comes with it, we did, and I can only speak for me. I did jump the gun and I did, you know, kind of render a guilty verdict before before anything. I do still feel that what he did was wrong. Yeah. I'm right um, there with you on that. But I should not have said, you know, what I said or like prior to. And I'm gonna get into um some things that was made that kind of changed my mind a little bit. I just I still feel like what he did was wrong. I'm not justifying what he did. Right, right. Um but I did issue out a personal guilty verdict before you know all the evidence and all the facts came in yeah I, I, yeah i get I get what you're saying um and i think
1: 90 percent of everybody across the entire world you know kind of was in the same boat
0: but just yeah. you know just got, seeing
1: the video you know yeah. you, you get that feeling it's just like yeah you know he's yeah I got, over with. I got caught up in my yeah. emotions a little bit because
0: that, that video is like yeah. gut-wrenching it, yeah it really is Now, one of the things that has been brought to my attention um, through uh, listening to other interviews, listening to experts, um, listening to other people, and especially one thing that I do want to say is that every jurisdiction has different rules when it comes to use of force. So a lot of times we get caught up online when when we try to mash all law enforcement together When some jurisdictions just operate on a different SOP, standard operating procedures, than someone else. So I work in the District of Columbia. So where I work, um, chokeholds and especially anything dealing with the neck is just a no-no. Right, right. However, what I have been made aware of is that in Minneapolis, Minnesota, they are trained to use... Neck restraints as a means of less than lethal use of force. Now, after further research, they cannot use chokehold because chokehold is deemed as lethal force, but a neck restraint is, u- is deemed as less than lethal. And they define um, neck restraint anything that does not have to deal with the carotid, um, the, the, the trachea, and the carotid artery. So, by the video, technically, um, by that understanding, the officer could be let go off of a technicality, on that technicality. But, they, again, there has to be an investigation because there are other factors that come into play. Yeah, um, and that would
1: obviously be extremely unfortunate. And, obviously, we're hoping that doesn't happen. But, yeah, yeah that that is an unfortunate possibility. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, one of the things that has changed since um, the since we did record... Um, and one of the things that changed was they did up his charge from third degree to second degree. Right. And I know we were pretty adamant about like, well, why don't you charge him a first degree? Right. right. Um, one of my friends who is a retired, well cop in, he's a retired sheriff in the state of Maryland. So, um, him and I kind of talked about it. He kind of enlightened me a little bit more on it because he has 30 years plus experience with it. He has seen, um, laws change, Um, and he kind of enlightened me a little bit on it. Um, he was saying that in order for something to be considered first degree, there has to be premeditated, uh, intent. Right. Now with that, I mean, I did kind of argue him. I was like, well, the fact that he's just sitting there with his knee on his neck, I could, I could probably try to argue that it's premeditated. Right. he was like, eh, it, premeditate, you got to be, like, planning it. Right. You got to be, like...
1: Yeah, so if he, if he had texted the other officers the night before and yeah. said, hey, we're going to do this to whoever we pull over today, you know, then, yeah, that would be somewhat premeditated. But yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, th- there there have been some changes now. One issue with them upgrading, it, like, when I did talk to him, he did say that, uh, that them charging him with second degree... May they may have just overcharged him. So because of that, because they may have overcharged him due to the crime of the or due to the circumstances, and due to the new information that, or well, not really new information, but information that neck restraints and by their definition of neck restraints, he it could be argued that he was acting within mm-hmm. within the law. Right. So he could get off with um off of a technicality because they overcharged him. Third, he explained to me third degree is more fitting because he died in he died due to the circumstances of his actions. Right. And the way he kind of broke it down to me was that say if you robbed a you robbed a store, your intent was to go in there and just rob the place you you weren't intending to hurt anybody. But someone died in you know in the in the heat of the moment. Yeah. So now you can be hit with that charge even though your intent was exactly. not to was yep. not to hurt that person or not to kill that person. Right. So he he explained to me. So I was like, okay, I I, I get it yeah I mean, I, I definitely
1: understand it too. Um, but it is extremely unfortunate. and you know, obviously no one knows how it's going to go. The case hasn't fully yeah. started yet, but that is an unfortunate
0: possibility. yeah. and uh, it, it's like the more and more that I'm learning about this case. and at first, I was initially pissed off when people were coming out talking about George Floyd's past. Until again, I had to step outside of myself, step outside of my feelings, and look at the facts. And a lot of people who have been talking about the facts of the two people involved—the I, I swear I can't say his name—but the the cop that did that did have the knee on the neck. The, people were bringing facts about his past, yeah, and rightfully so. People are bringing facts about George Floyd's past. Right now, the cop has had issues in the past. With excessive force. Yeah. Now, and interestingly enough, one of those incidents where he shot a Native American man um, was thrown out or he was not charged by someone who was just in the Democratic presidential election race. <laughs> that goes by the name of Amy Klobuchar. Mm. So now, and there's also information that she's, she's trying to go for Biden's VP pick. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a small world <laughs> yeah, 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 and people are getting on her really bad, and you know they're 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 trying to accuse her in the death of of George Floyd or having some some sort of hands in the pot because she right. did not charge this officer in the past for his heinous actions or what can be deemed his heinous actions that were let go. Yeah.
1: I mean, and I get why they would try to fight that, because basically they're just like, you know, he had other incidents. This was another incident where he just, you know, fumbled the ball. Yeah. And then you let him off, which could, you know, hey, I got another shot to fumble the ball again. You're not going to yeah. do nothing. I'm going to get off. Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, it's just like, you know, you, that's on him. You know, he has to know what he can and can't do. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't fully blame
0: her, but at the same time, she can't, exactly. you know. Yeah. Oh, excuse us. We got animal house going on. <laughs> but yeah, um, back to what we were saying. Now that yeah. we got the animals under control <laughs> and he's not trying to kill the mailman. <laughs> um, got to make his job interesting. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that, that you know, I just want to tell everybody, just make sure that we stop jumping the gun. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I was guilty of it. Um, let's not jump the gun initially before justice can have its time to work because yeah, social media makes things worse. The media makes things worse, and understandably, the video is bad, yeah, I'm not gonna justify it and like I said in in the jurisdiction that I work in in the in in the area of work that I work in and the way that I was trained. You can't do that. Right, yeah. And, and had it been done there, it would have been basically a closed exactly. case. Yeah. Exactly. And especially like in my, in my military past, um, the Marine Corps, we have something that is called MCMAP, which is Marine, uh, Marine Corps Martial Arts Program. Before then, we had what was called uh, lines. Um, and it was a form of martial art that was, that was taught to the forces. However, the issue was Marines were killing people because of the techniques that were taught. Now, MCMAP, yes, we are taught hand-to-hand combat. We are taught weapons combat. You know, um, And that's how I was able to talk about if someone was able to touch a weapon due to my Marine Corps training and my law enforcement training. But MCMAP, we do more um, joint manipulation, pain compliance, stuff like that, Because the way that the military has gone, you want to keep somebody alive for for questioning. Yeah. Um. You can't just go out there and be Billy Badass, you know, John Rambo and (laughs) just you snapping yeah Yeah. snapping fools in half because then you're not gonna get any intelligence out of them. No. Um. So now with that, you know, I think Minneapolis and a couple other uh, cities have talked about that they are gonna take um chokeholds and neck restraints out of their, uh, out of their use of force continuums. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, it it just seems like it's just been too many cases where it just has not gone well. And every single time it goes badly, it's on you guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you were trying to do it, you know, to really help the situation and it goes badly, you take the fall. So it's just, yeah, yeah, it's better to just stop taking the
0: fall for it. Well, I mean, of course, like with the media, the, yeah. And and this really I want to get into the episode tonight. I don't really want to get into the George Floyd case. We will reference it. Right, right. However, it's not gonna be about the case. It it's probably gonna do more so with social media and the media itself because they play a huge hand. They definitely play a huge hand. And a lot of people are really upset, um, rightfully so, because what has happened is no one peop America and the whole world watched this man die. Mm-hmm. Um I don't believe that he died in the hospital, like they said. Yeah. Um, But, like I was saying earlier, before the guard dog decided he wanted to clock in, (laughs) um, you know, when we're bringing up the past of the cop, we got to bring up the past of George Floyd. George Floyd is not an angel.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely made his fair share of mistakes.
0: Um, but, I mean, at least to me at the same time, it's like you can't really use that against him. Yes, yeah, you, you cannot use that against him. And I will still argue with anyone that George Floyd, even though he has a checkered past, um, George Floyd was still innocent in this moment. Right, yeah, in this moment, yeah. You know, however, his past does play a part in his downfall. Um if for those of you that don't know, and I'm not gonna, and we're back. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to do that. He's trying to. He's <laughs> trying to clock in. Uh-huh. Um, take a chill, dude. <laughs> but um, now one thing about policing is, anytime you're dealing with the pe- with uh people, um, you like as many of us probably been pulled over for once and twice, maybe by doing the California stop and roll or, you know, maybe speeding for me, speeding (laughs) or whatever, you know, when they say license and registration, please, they're running your information. They're running your background and all this other stuff. Um, And with that, the moment that they run your information, they will see your entire criminal history. Um, George Floyd had a criminal history and I'm not saying that to negate what happened to him, but it does play a factor. George Floyd had a past of using drugs, dealing drugs, and also probably his most egregious crime was breaking and entering and holding a gun to a pregnant woman. So it's safe to say that George Floyd has had a past of weapons and violent behavior. As someone, as a, Someone who has dealt with in the the military, someone who has dealt with it in law enforcement training and all this other stuff. When you know that, you, you can't really handle someone with kid gloves because then it may cost you your life. Right,
1: um, but then it gets kind of dicey because then you know people are going to take that as you, you're stereotyping him based off exactly. of grief, his actions. Yeah, so. yeah. It's 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 a dice roll. But like you said, if, if 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 he was too gentle with him, he could have you know potentially yeah. done something bad too. Yeah, so.
0: and and one thing that people don't talk about, um, and a lot of people don't know because a lot of these people don't haven't been through law enforcement training, right? Um, is that size does matter. You know, when when you are dealing with someone, and like I said, uh, one episode. When I had to detain a girl that was five foot six, and, she, and I had a good couple pounds on her, like I did not want to hurt her, but because I did not want to hurt her, it made things a little bit difficult for me, because of course, like I am, I'm an average sized male that can, especially when I'm all kitted up, I'm in the good two hundreds and all this other stuff. Right, right. So, like, if I can easily overpower her, but that will come. Like I could easily step into the realm of excessive force. Exactly. Yeah. Especially with being a man. Right. Yeah. But when, but me being an average sized person, um, if I was to go up against someone that is like George Floyd, who is in the six foot, who is a pretty you know muscular dude, it does change the rules of engagement a little bit because it, you know it's not like you can go in one man and then try to overpower this dude. It's just not going to happen, especially when you have rules of engagement and they don't. Right. So, it it's a dicey... Yeah. It's a dicey thing. Now, mm-hmm. that does not... I'm not justifying the fact that they put the knee on the neck. I... I'm not even going to justify that, even though, yeah, to some degree, is it in there in their standard operating orders? Yes, but I, I honestly feel like they could have done something else, and right. I feel like just because he was already handcuffed, they already had a few people exactly. like holding his legs or something. So yeah, exactly. that should have been enough. A- exactly, yeah. and especially as a cop, like just because you have the ability to do something doesn't mean right. There's always a time and a place to do something, yeah. and there's always like, like I. I one of the best lessons I ever got when I started getting into law enforcement training was there is the letter of the law. Excuse me. Oh, man. But anyway, back to the recording. Uh, crap, what was I saying? Uh, sorry, he threw me off too. Um, just, oh, letter of the law and spirit yeah. of the law. Okay, so one thing that there is called the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. The letter of the law is the black and white. Right, to this the T. This is what the law says. Like that. that, like... And that's where a lot of people get hemmed up when it comes to the media, because case in point, um, if I'm sitting as a law enforcement officer, if I'm telling you I can I can verbally articulate to you, do not move, because if you move, I will take that as a sign of aggression and I will have to and I will be forced to act accordingly. Right. Boom there. That is a lawful order. Do not move because now I don't know what you're trying to do. Yeah. You could be reaching into your pockets and all this other stuff. And now some people will say, oh, what you scared? What you scared? Uh, yeah, because I don't know what's in his pockets. Right. And you, then it's like, you don't want to take that chance. Exactly. People should always be afraid of the unknown because I don't know you. I don't know what's in your pockets. And right. especially... I remember there was a video um, a couple years ago. I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to track it down. But there was a video of this guy. He's just, this cop just randomly walking the street. And there was this guy who was acting really weird because it was a cop walking the street. Mm. So um, the cop just like had a casual conversation. And it was cold outside. This guy was wearing a really heavy coat. Yeah. He reached in his pockets. And he had his hands in his pockets. And he pulled out a gun and he shot the cop. And the cop died. All within a couple seconds, right? But then at
1: the same time, could have went bad for the cop because if he, you know, reached his hand in his pockets and oh, it's a gun, and then he shot him. He didn't have a gun, exactly. And and this
0: is and this is the the element that cops deal with on a day to day basis because you do not know what's going on. You don't know what someone has. You don't. One thing you don't know what someone is capable of, and it's always that cop that feels like he's Billy Badass and who kind of acts like a dick. Those are usually the cops that, you know, find themselves in bad situations, but it's also, they make it hard for the good cops that are trying to build the relationships with the community. Exactly. Yeah. And then they come across some dickhead that just because he had a bad experience with the cops, now all cops are bad. Right. And then boom. Yeah. Or because I'm feeling a little twitchy because I got some drugs on me and I I don't want you to accuse me. So now I'm going to act outside myself because I feel like you're judging me and that's what these bad cops they they create these conditions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it's really hard to
0: undo what's already been done. Yeah. So, and in the spirit of the law, um the spirit of the law is say we take the 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 course of lethal force. Um lethal force like let's just say hey, you know, um look dude, don't move. I I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to be hurt. Please, right. if you do anything, I will take that as a sign of regression. And then we will have to escalate from there. Please, I'm I'm like, don't do that. And this this is where like talking someone down. Now, by all justification, if someone moves, yeah, because under the law, yeah, you, you didn't you didn't follow the order, yeah. Yeah. And and this is and this is where good cops live. Good cops like to live in the letter, in the spirit of the law because one, a lot of cops don't really feel like making someone's day hard. There yeah. are some cops that do. But there are a lot that don't, um, and there's a lot of cops that will let people go, or a lot of times when you get to talking to the cop, the cop, everybody's human, yeah. so the cop will understand. Like, look, don't make a don't make a a dumb decision worse. You know? Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've I've been there. You know, and I've I've been able to really just kind of get out of a lot of bad situations with them, especially with speeding tickets, getting pulled over for speeding. Mm. Um, you know, and just talking to them, being respectful. Yeah, you know, they they really helped me out. You know, because yeah. I think I got pulled over for doing over a hundred, and it was also supposed to be doing like fifty or forty. And he was like, hey, you know, I could give you six points right off the bat. You um, hit with like a $500 fine. You had to go to court. You no, know, we could, you know, but he's just like, you know, I really don't want to do that. You know, this is your first time because he checked my records. Like, this mm-hmm. is your first time I'm ever putting you over. So he's like, you know, I'll, I'll knock it down to two points and only make it $100 fine. And, you know, we can leave it at that. Yeah. And he's, you know, but it's just like, if I came in, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Why are yeah. you calling me? You know, it's just, okay, I'm going to write yeah. you that shit and you're going to take your six points and you're going to go your way.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, that, so. and then that's when we got to start looking at ourselves and not the cops because a lot of times, like, you kind of put it on yourself. When you start acting like a dickhead, like... Yeah. You, they could be a dick back. Y- yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure that their dicks are going to be bigger than yours because they... Right. It's, it's law. Yeah. Yeah. So. so it's like, you know... But this... I feel like this George Floyd incident is a, is a time for everybody to humble themselves. Law enforcement and civilian alike. Because one thing a lot of people fail to realize is that cops are people too. People have bad days. And it's funny because we give more leeway to people than we do the cops to some degree rightfully so because you're a professional right but how many times have you had a bad day at your job
1: I've had a few yeah
0: (laughs) exactly yeah yeah right so and and I feel like it's that element where we forget that cops are people we forget that celebrities are people we forget that people are people people are gonna make mistakes people are gonna say bad things people are gonna say things that later on they may not agree with or people may have one mode of thought that when new information is presented, they may end up changing their mind. Yeah. You know, and that's really what I want to make this episode about. Um, Because, you know, we both made statements that it's like once more information came out, we're just like, "Mm." yeah, I mean, I still, you know, uh, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. It's just like, yeah, you can't just jump fully overboard without knowing everything. But um yeah, yeah I, I still have strong feelings just in regards yeah. to that incident. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And 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 by no means are we saying feelings, you know, are are wrong, but feelings aren't good either. Feelings are right. feelings. Yeah. Feelings can change. You know, um like I, I definitely I still feel some kind of way about this. You know, I especially as someone who works in that realm it didn't have to end that way. No, it didn't. Yeah. But I can't be I have to be objective about it, and everybody has to be objective about it, and that's the hard part. We we get lost in the feeling and the emotion and the egregiousness of it, and then we forget about the law aspect. We forget right. about the investigation. We forget about all these other things, and then because we're so hungry for I'll just call it emotional justice. We're so yeah. hungry for emotional justice that when this verdict comes out that this cop is let go because he has been overcharged or he was using methods that were within the law of the, the law right. of of what he's able to use now everyone's upset and and it's kind of like we kind of set ourselves up for it
1: yeah um yeah i mean yeah I, I agree to that too uh it's just i don't know i mean At least for certain things, it's like, I don't, it's just like you really wish you could just kind of take it back and had they made different decisions. But then also at the same time, it's not so much going after the cops and racism as much as it is, you know, the laws need to change. Yeah. You know, because everybody, you know, it it could have been any cop, you know, it could have been, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter, but it's just the law. So if we get rid of the certain things that basically can let them off. Then we can actually hold them accountable. But if there's these little loopholes, well, well, I did it this way, and technically, I'm allowed to do it this way. You know, then you are going to give them that loophole
0: to get out. Yeah, so, and, and that's where the right. spirit of the law and letter of the law really are important when when you're when you're dealing with the public. Yeah, um, and just I, I will say, like, cops have to remember, like, you are a public servant. You are a peace officer. Your job is to is to work and help. The, the community that you work in and by and large a lot of a lot of cops do because I remember growing up like we had cops that were in my school that would come by play basketball with us and all types of other things and I feel like cops should do that more
1: yeah or just yeah you know, I mean and it's going to be hard at first because everybody's going to be like, hey, we don't want nothing to do with you right yeah. now um, but if you slowly continually you know make yourself known in a in a you know appropriate way not just trying to flex the guns and you know act like mm-hmm. you're really badass um, then people might start to, you know, trust you. Yeah. And then you actually build that nice, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, one of the things that has come out is that uh I guess Minneapolis, Minnesota is talking about defunding their yep. police. That is a bad idea. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea either. I mean, because all right, we have to think about the the police just aren't doing speeding tickets. They're not just doing breaking B right. break, yeah. and E's, breaking enterings and all this other stuff. Cops do because, especially after nine eleven, cops are handling so much more. Like we're handling um, terrorism, we're handling uh, organized crime, we're handling um, uh, uh, domestic terrorist groups like Antifa, like the KKK, and all these other groups. So it's a lot more than what you think. So now, when you defund the police, who's gonna who's gonna do that? And then what's gonna happen? Because now what you're doing is you just created an environment where another Trayvon Martin can happen because Trayvon Martin wasn't killed by a cop. He was killed by neighborhood watch who just happened to have a concealed carry. So, and now it's going to be a lot of street justice going on.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not a huge fan of either. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's again, a dice roll. Some people think you did the right thing. Other people think don't, you know, yeah, it's not a good idea. Um, but yeah, in, in a way it's it's kind of like at least I kind of um, it, it's the same thing kind of with schools. Like you know, if if kids don't meet this certain grade point average or you're not hitting these certain numbers, we're gonna take money away from you. And you can do that, but that doesn't help the kids. It doesn't help the school. Yeah. And yeah, it, it just creates more problems. So it's just like you know, in the long run, I think they instead of giving the money to them, they're gonna give it to like a Black Lives Matter uh, oh. movement. And I get you know that's a that's a nice gesture and a nice no, thing to do, but I hate it's just Black like, but it's just like at the same time. You know, they they need the money for their things, too. They just need to be doing, you know, the right things with it and be appropriate with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, l- now, let's just say... I'm going to go down this rabbit hole with them. Okay. <laughs> of this defunding <laughs> the police. Right. All right, let's just say you defund the police. Now, um are, is Minneapolis going to lower their taxes? Because law enforcement is paid off of taxes. Right. Now... I will. I was about to put put this out, but then I was like, eh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going to put this out. But I'm gonna put it out on the show. Um, the only way I could get pat, get with defunding the police is if they ended the IRS taking money out of my income. Um, I, I I got no problem with paying sales tax because that's a voluntary right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thing, you know. Okay, if I really want this, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and yep. I'll pay the tax. Right. Um, but I, I, I do not believe in people taking money out of my income because that's my money. I work for it. Exactly. Yeah. For the same way. <laughs> um, but the only way I can get with that is, is okay, you get rid of the IRS, you don't tax my income. And then now you have to have, you have to honor my Second Amendment right in its entirety. Because right. now, because there is no law enforcement now, right? I, every man for themselves. Yeah, it's yeah. every man for themselves, and I like we just step back into wire herb like Wild Wild West type, right? You know, Tombstone, you know, imagination land. Yeah. So now, like, I gotta defend me and mine. Right. Yeah, know? and that that can get ugly just in
1: general. Yeah.
0: However, it could make things better because one thing, and I'm an avid like. You know, gun owner, I will tell anybody, whether you like guns, whether you dislike guns, go buy a gun. Um, because you never know. It's better to need it and not have it. Right. I mean, yeah. it's better to have it and not need it than yeah. need it and not have it. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is, in a, in places where... Gun culture is the norm. It's the everyday you see a lot less crime. Right, just because people know you know that's what we're gonna resort to if things go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And criminals are afraid of being shot. Yeah, nobody wants to be shot. Exactly. Yeah, so good chance you die. So maybe they, hey, they might be on to something. Yeah. But maybe. it's only if okay, you you defend like my I, I have. Full full authority of my my rights at to the Second Amendment, which states tend to violate, and no one talks about Maryland violates people's Second Amendment rights because in the Second uh, Amendment it says you shall keep I mean shall bear and uh, keep and bear arms. Keep and bear are two completely different words. Keep means I can own. Right. Yeah. Bear means I can wear, I can carry, yeah, conceal whatever. Ain't shit you can do about it. But in the state of Maryland, guess what? If you want to buy a handgun, you got to go through a HQL. Right. If you want to get a concealed carry, it's next to impossible unless you are a real estate agent or a Maryland cop. Hmm. I know
1: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because just let's just say like you've had some threats on your life yeah. and you want to have a concealed carry, they'll tell you no cuz that's not a justifiable thing. That's a viol- That's an infringement on my Second Amendment right because the second the Second Amendment says to right, keep right. and bear arms. Yeah, I feel you on that. So Maryland actively violates people's Second Amendment rights to the letter. So, hey, let's let's go ahead and and defund these cops. Now yeah. I know a lot of my my friends that are cops, they're going to be upset, and yeah. I hope they, I hope they get paid their pensions. Right, right, something. But that's also going to bleed the state dry. But okay. Then, if you want to defund cops, I want lower taxes, and I want to be able to have full, full interaction with my Second Amendment right. That means if I, I can walk down the street, locked and loaded, ain't nothing you could say about it. Right, and I feel like that that is is going to be you know,
1: just just worse. There's gonna there's gonna be a lot more incidences. No,
0: I mean stuff. no, because I mean let's just think about it. Like a lot of these places, remember back in the day. When, at the start of this country, we didn't have really have a police department. Yeah, that's true. Right? It was street
1: justice yeah, all was, the time. Yeah, um, but then it's just like you know, if you're having your street justice, and then other people are in the crossfire, and then true. So it's just like to avoid that, I would rather you know I'd rather have the police exactly. You know, but if we have to go down this route of every man for themselves, I feel like that's just going to end badly. You know, especially if if you you know you had the right to bear arms, and you know if you have a racist agenda or something, mm-hmm. well
0: and somebody starts something with me then I'm just gonna you know yeah, but yeah so it's just like but let's just say the races are are a lot <laughs> The races, they don't like being shot either. Oh, yeah, of course not. But it, I'm just saying, like, that could also put people on just a slightly higher tension because now it's just yeah.
1: like, oh, you said something to me. Well, I got my gun. Oh, I got mine too. Let's go. So it's just,
0: yeah. But then we got we got a lot of people that are soy boys. They're bitch made nowadays. You know, we got a lot of people that got a lot of mouth on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter, right. and all this other stuff. But then when you see them, when you catch them outside, yeah, they, gonna... they try not to make eye right. contact with yeah. you. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's. I mean that—that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, let, let's go ahead and let's ride this this whole defund the police thing. Right. Let's let's, let, let's see. Yeah. Let, let's have this social experiment. I mean, because yeah. obviously, you know. But then it's just like if if a lot of people
1: die, that's technically that's on you guys. Yeah. You know, that's blood on your hands. So mm-hmm. it's just like, is that really worth it to
0: to test this out? Yeah. And, and you know what's funny though, the and I've been watching way too much Amer- Mrs. America, <laughs> the Libbers, because that's what I'm about to start calling them, the Libbers. Uh, the liberals or you know, these these socialists, these democratic socialists and all these other people, the ones who, who think that the only people who should have guns are cops are the same people that are saying defund the cops. So they don't want no one to have guns. And guess what? To me, that's far more dangerous. It's far more dangerous to have people that, that aren't armed than to have people where it's everyone's armed. I mean, in a, in a
1: way, I get it. And I guess in a way, I don't. I mean, obviously, if you're not armed, then, you know. You can still get hurt, but maybe not as badly hurt. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. if everybody's armed, then you might be less likely to try to get into something with somebody because you know
0: mm-hmm. someone's dying. Yeah, and, that, yeah, that, and so. that and people will be a lot more respectful nowadays right. because you know, like, hey, dude, might be packing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time, like you grew up in Baltimore, I yeah. grew up, you oh, know, yeah. in DC and all this other stuff, like there's certain blocks where you just, where you kind of, you remember your manners. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, You know, I didn't really know that kind of growing up, um, but my mom's like, you know, if you get in a fight with somebody, you know, they might, you know, it might not just be a little hand fight. They might pull something out. You don't got nothing. Yeah. And that's the end for you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's very different.
0: Yeah. Like you can be Billy Badass, but then you got to also remember what what street you walking on. And then... you ain't going to be looking at anyone any yeah, kind of way. Right. You're not going to be talking to anybody any nope. kind of way because. Y- that might be the last thing you do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and one thing I could tell you about these these uh, certain streets that that people live on is they take re- respect very uh-huh. seriously. Yeah.
1: It's like to the T. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be something so small too.
0: So. Yeah. Like, oh, you looked at me a little too right. long. Uh-huh. But you got a problem with me? Right. And then boom. I, yeah, and even like I will say, that I've gotten like that in my younger days. Like, like maybe it's just like just where we're from, where the culture right, is and stuff. Yeah. Where it's like when you stare at someone, it is rude. Like it, it is, is yeah, disrespectful. Yeah. Like why are you staring at right. me? Right, yeah. and it does put people on guard.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, so it's just mm, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I guess this is a good slightly social experiment to see yeah, if we do ahead. it. If we
0: do it this way, would, yeah. it, would it potentially better things?
1: Yeah, I feel like it won't, but. Yeah. You never know. Yeah,
0: you never know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have seen like there were some people that came up with some better options where it's like you don't have an organized police force like as like a, a, a metropolitan police department, a metro PD, and all this other stuff. Where right. one thing I like well, before I let me finish my thought first, <laughs> but um, like they were talking about having um a community council where they kind of. Govern these actions where they put certain people in the, kind of like a, a pseudo sheriff's department um and then it's these people where that they can kind of help police their 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 their, their community right and but it all begins and ends with the local council hmm. i I think that is a fair thing, but then we have to talk about the the part where we don't have communities anymore. It's yeah. like, it's pretty much every person for themselves. You, right. you, you don't really have those communities that have like a sense of unity, a sense of culture where they, these are the rules that we live by. And if you want to live here, you have to yeah, go by these. Yeah, it's I'm, I, my rules, my way, my house kind of. Yeah. yeah it, so. It's like, well, no, I, you stay in your house. Right. You I say, stay in exactly, my house. And then yep. there is no community. Like there's no community picnics no nope. more. You know, some areas still have them, but... Yeah, majority no. Yeah. um, But uh, now the, the thought that I was going to go on, that almost threw me off. Uh, <laughs> like, one thing I never understood, especially in Maryland. Maryland, you have state troopers, you have county cops, you have city cops. Yeah. And then not only that, you have uh, metro cops. And it's like, you have all these precincts, and it's just like, I never understood why. Like... I get it. Some people are stressed in. And, and, you know, Maryland's history pretty much everybody kind of came out of the state troopers. But, and state troopers and, and sheriffs were kind of like one thing. And then they kind of broke off like right. a division of areas of responsibility. But, like, I, I don't understand, like, why, like, especially in areas like that where you need city cops, you need county cops, you need state cops, you need sheriff's department. It's kind of overkill. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of overkill. Because, like it, and then it's always like a, a touch and go. Like, oh, uh, and then you get into these these issues of jurisdiction. Like, okay, you're not really going to deal with a PG cop on on the on the highway. You're going to deal with a right. state trooper. But then, if you deal with a city cop, like say you're in Temple Hill somewhere, then yeah, you may deal with a city cop. But then guess what? You're going to be booked and checked by a county cop, which is going to take you to jail. Then you're going to have to deal with the the, yeah. the, the sheriff's. And it's like, ugh. right, it's a
1: big world one,
0: so. yeah, yeah, uh, I guess one other thing I want to touch on. I've
1: seen this happen a lot, um, and I don't know, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's just um with racism, and at least for certain people, uh, especially white, um they might have made comments way, way, way back in their day of something you know they're definitely not proud of saying now, uh, I think the most recent person was like Mark Wahlberg, um, and it's just like at least He's for from me, Boston, <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least for me um. I mean, I don't think somebody should be canceled. Like like if they if they did racist stuff back in the day and they've completely turned their life around, cut the bullshit, you know, and they haven't done anything ever since, I don't think that should be held over their head forever. Yeah. You know, but
0: I've seen so many people like just one thing they are canceled done. Yeah, this cancel culture is, is ridiculous yeah, because it's it, made it us one thing. It's made us entirely too PC. People can't take a joke anymore. People can't like like and one thing that I that I I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Like one thing that kind of bothers me about this whole thing, especially it's only directed at white people. It's not directed at anyone else. And I will say from my experience, like I've had racist experiences with almost every single race minus Middle Easterns, but I've had the top two have been with, uh, uh, I was Asians and, and Hispanics. I would say, like, I've had more racist interactions with those two. Oh, wow, really? Well, of course, black folks, but that's because yeah, I'm yeah. a high-yellow mulatto. So, <laughs> but, um, but outside of black and white, right, like, right, yeah. Asians and, and Hispanics, especially when I was in the military, hmm. you know, uh, like, I, Asians are quick to call someone a nigga. Oh Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Asians, are, Asians and Hispanics are quick to call someone a nigga, mm. real quick, especially in, in local carryouts. Yeah, but and then and I, I had that uh, like, like this this whole cancel culture, especially with racism, like my biggest fear is that now blacks are becoming the racists that we hate. And it, it's like we kind of justify it with um, with slavery. We justify it with Jim Crow. We justify it with the crack epidemic. We justify it with all these. With all these things. And to some degree, I do believe that there is some sort of systematic oppression. However, I can't say that blacks are systematically oppressed because we voluntarily keep voting the same people, the same policies in that oppress us. So it's like, can you really call it oppression if you're, if you're actively voting for it? Right,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, you you can,
0: but then at the same time, you got
1: to point the finger back at yourself because exactly. you're not doing anything to, to help. Exactly. You know, you're just. You're, I'm I'm oppressed.
0: Well, what are you doing to fix it? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and that's why, like, I, I'm I'm noticing, like, like, and and I had this awakening when I went to the military because, as as someone who grew up in D.C., I. In D.C. and PG County, I never really had any interactions with white people until I went in the military. Then it was a culture shock for me because it was like, they were everywhere. And now I was really the minority. Right. Because growing up in D.C. and PG County and all this other stuff, it's predominantly black. Yeah. When you see white people, it's like, okay, you see them, but you, right. it's like a squirrel. You, you see it, but you don't really <laughs> yeah, see it. Right. They're there, but yeah. Yeah, they're there, but you don't talk to them. No, you don't yeah. really deal with them like mm-hmm. that. Then it, like You mainly kind of just deal with your own right. a little bit. Um, but then when I got in the military and I got around white people, it was like, it was a culture shock for me. And then I had to realize, wow, like a lot of the things that I thought was wrong, you know, I like, I I could be called a racist because I, I, I did call white people crackers without even knowing them, you know? And it's like, uh, it, then it's like, I started looking at our culture and it, but it's like, it's, it's a sticky situation because we do justify it with Jim Crow with slavery and all this other stuff because we have been treated so badly yeah. throughout history, especially in America. Right. But um it, like these things are I don't and that's why I said like, Oh, about <laughs> to be a Karen. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be nice now. <laughs> it's like, he no, he's he's barking at the uh, at the neighbor. Yeah, I heard somebody talking. I okay, going yeah, I'm make sure I wasn't going crazy. But, um, so yeah, so I had to check myself, like when I went into the military and it was like, in the military was when I was exposed to a lot more than just the black culture. Right. Um, and even then, like growing up in Southern Maryland, like, yeah, I I came across racist people Mm -hmm. that didn't help. Yeah, no. (laughs) But then when I got in the military, like I was on guard with white people and I was on guard with like, like I didn't want to be around them. I didn't want to talk to them. But then it was like, okay, I have to serve with you. So yeah, might as well get I, to know you and yeah, try to work this out. And then yeah. it's like, once I started getting to know people of a different background, different race, different uh, way of life and stuff, like, are there racist people? Yes, but I don't think America in and of itself it is racist. It's there's racist people. You can't help that. And it's no. like, and I saw that, and they come in all shapes, colors. And all this other stuff. And one of my friends tried to tell me, Well, racism is power plus privilege and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, let let's go down, let's take that thought process. Let's say you got a white person that grew up upper middle class. Yeah. And they go into Southeast DC. How how is their privilege going to help them? I mean, other
1: than I guess that they got themselves into a, a bad situation, you know, maybe if they get a good lawyer, maybe they might be able to get some charges. No, like, remember, like that. You gotta but make yeah, it to that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta make it to that. But
0: yeah, just like,
1: yeah, yeah, like, got, just,
0: yeah certain places, privilege is not gonna do any justice. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so let, let's take that, that thought process. Um, uh, racism is power plus privilege. You have, you have this white person who is upper middle class. So, I mean, by all intents and purposes, they got privilege. They got, let's right. just say, let, let's just go ahead and humor you. They got white privilege. Okay. They break down, their car breaks down in the middle of Southeast D.C. Matter of fact, their, their car breaks down in Anacostia. Yeah. So, let's just say power plus privilege. They're the minority. They have no power whatsoever. They're going to get robbed. They're going to get beat. They're probably going to get shot. They may get killed. So by your standard, you know, power plus, you have the power because they're in, they're, they're not from there. So now you just became the racist because now you, you probably robbed this man because of the color of his skin and the fact that he doesn't belong there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see your point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they kind of mean like, you know, if you, if you know people, judges, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you know the personally and then they're on your case or they could play a hand in that case. Mm-hmm. Then you might get either a lesser sentence or walk, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, you know. So I think that's kind of what they mean. Um, but I do think that that definitely does play a hand um, with the power, with the money, because uh, because I've seen it. Like for some of these people, if they get really good top top of the end lawyers, mm-hmm. whatever, even if they did the crime, they're yeah. still
0: able to wiggle their way out of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, and but I. But but I get what you're saying. I yeah. I, I believe that there is privilege. I will yeah, say absolutely. that um, I won't deny that there's privilege. However, I don't think that there's privilege just everywhere, just for a specific race only. Because I feel like privilege comes from like what you're able to do, what you're able to provide, or what, uh, however, what kind of family you grew up in. Yeah, like we all grew up watching Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Carlton was privileged. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, Carlton yeah. was absolutely, privileged, Absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like. How much how much weight does this white privilege really have? Because anybody that comes from a well-to-do family, they have privilege.
1: Yeah, um, but I think uh, for some people, they're just going to view it as, you know, the color of your skin is also going to mm-hmm. play a hand. And just even if you were, were from a privileged family, if there's a white person from, from a privileged family, he might still have a little bit of upper hand on you. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean
0: yeah yeah now and, and and this is where, like I kind of start jabbing people, primarily blacks, like especially blacks that are on the East Coast, because in the in the d c metropolitan area is chocolate city. <laughs> you got black mayors. you got black police chiefs, right? You got black state, i mean, you got black city councils, you know. We can't sit here and say, oh, America's racist and all this other stuff. But we have black people. We have people who look like us in powers of authority in the places that we live primarily. What? what that? People shooting off fireworks. Uh, fireworks.
1: <laughs> what the heck? Yeah,
0: This is random. <laughs> Oh
1: my god this, They the, knew we were Going to do the podcast Like we're going to wait Till exactly this time We're just going to shut in Oh you my god
0: See this is why We can't have nice right? things Yeah sheesh And I'm sitting here Trying to live In this nice Upper class black You know Neighborhood <laughs> And god damn it
1: Just can't even Get that dream
0: Can't even get that dream Without fools acting crazy uh-huh. But anyway But uh, yeah Like Most of my life I grew up in black Black communities And Everywhere that I turned around Like there were the black lawyers, there were the black doctors, there were the black police chiefs, you know, black judges. Um, so it's like, how, how can, how now in some places, yeah, you know, you don't have that. But in most places you do, and especially in black, predominantly black areas. Your city, your town, your whatever is ran by black people. Right. So how much can we say is racism when we are black governed?
1: Right, yeah. And at that point maybe it's not so much racism, but it's just like, you know, you're 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 just following the agenda of what's already mm-hmm. out there and you're not helping. So even if you're are black, you're just automatically going with the people that are, you know, not with the program that we want. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah. And and uh and uh so I, I work the protests. Um you know, uh, the, the Million Persons March on, like, the, the first weekend of June, or let's say the time of this recording, let's just say June 6th, June 7th, mm-hmm. um, I worked the protest in D.C. Now, I will say I saw a lot more white people than I saw black people. Yeah. And— Yeah, and I'm, I, yeah I was actually surprised, but yes, yeah. Yeah. Now, a couple of things, a couple of thoughts kind of sparked up for me. If if America is racist, as most b- black circles try to say, because they call it Mer K K K or whatever. Yes, if America know. is so racist, then why are we having millions of people who aren't black coming out to march for by what how what everyone agrees is injustice to what happened to George Floyd? Right.
1: Um, I mean, I guess their answer would be it's not so much. Um, that, but just the systematic and just, you know, because there's certain people in power that they feel are racist that could spew into everything else. Exactly. You know?
0: Yeah. Now with that said, there, I, I, I did have in a moment where I had to check myself cause I had to remember where I was, but, um, so I was pulling, uh, I was the, uh, the, I was working as the uh, the commander for my facility um, for that day and it was like most of the morning cool we were seeing like people walking here and there like you couldn't get to my job pretty much like we were locked in um, you know but then it's like around 2, 3 o'clock boom millions of people yeah <laughs> so of course I, I had to coordinate everybody to their to their stations make sure because we did have a couple people who try to tag the tag, our building (laughs) um, with fuck 12, fuck Donald Trump," black lives matter and all this stuff. (sighs) But um, so I had to coordinate everybody. So I decided to put myself, you know, if I'm going to be the commander for that shift, I'm going to be in the front lines with my people. Right. Yeah. Um, My staff is black. You know, my, as my staff is, I would say 99.9% black. Oh, the only person who is not black is my, my operations, command, my operations uh, guy who, um, who's Hispanic. Okay. Eh, because I'm mulatto. They try to say I'm his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I would say his face and my face are the lightest faces in that, in that facility. But so I'm standing out there. My entire guard staff is black that day. We're all armed and all this other stuff. And this white girl waved her face, waved her a sign in my face. Um, like she she and I don't want to say she waved in my face. She was walking past, she had the sign down. Then all of a sudden, as soon as she saw me and my coworker, who was a retired MPD cop, okay, she flips the sign up. And it's like, okay. But and I read what it said. And it was like, I'm with Black Lives Matter because I understand my white privilege. I got so pissed off when I saw that. Like, And it's like the first thing that popped into my mind was Malcolm X. When he talked about the the white liberal, you know, the white liberal is not a friend to the black people because they want to be your friend, but they, they want to keep you where you are. And right, and they don't really want to go through
1: that same... You know, they want to say, you know, they want to call you the N word or whatever, but then they don't
0: want whatever comes with that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was like, to me, when I see and hear people talk about white privilege, to me, that makes me very upset because, for one, as a black person, as a biracial person, I don't have privilege at all. Now, my parents were well-to-do. My parents were self-made. I never had a silver spoon in my mouth. Everything that I have now as an adult, I had to go out and Mm -hmm. get on my own. There was no privilege. So to sit for someone to say, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. So for you as a white person to put that sign in my face, you don't know if I have more than you. Right, right. So how are you going to sit there and say you have white privilege and that like everything that you have is because of white privilege. So, and it's like to me it's just kind of it pissed me off because it's like so what about all the blacks that that have that come from well to do families where they put their kids through good schools where they, you know, they they put their kids through private school, they put their kids through the best colleges, give them the best educations. What are you trying to like what are you trying to say? That one statement just diminishes everything that blacks have attained because you want to say the little shit that you got is because of white privilege now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. I, I think for some of them, they're just, they're, they're basically saying that as if like, you know, you know, if we go out and protest or riot or whatever, and and I get, and I get in trouble, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get that much of a charge. I'm, I'm not gonna use my privilege, you know, and I'm I'm still helping the cause because I'm out there with you guys protesting. Yeah, yeah so I, I think that that also comes into it too. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you don't you don't have to do
0: that. Yeah, and that yeah. that's one thing that I hate, and and like I said, the the one thing that I I agree with George Bush Jr. about was that comment that he made about the soft bigotry of low expectations. And I'm seeing it so much more now with this whole Black Lives Matter movement, with all these white people trying to be cool, trying to be hip, you know, so they can, they're they're coming into these black areas and, and protesting and marching with Black Lives Matter so they can go back to their white communities and be like, yeah, I marched. I marched with Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'm not racist yeah
1: I think I think some people clearly have alternative motives of just what's the because I've seen people on Instagram where they've caught them where they'll go out with the signs of Black Lives Matter, take four pictures with the protesters I walk and then they leaf mm-hmm. you know so it's just it's just for Instagram folks yeah you know so yeah. if you're not with the cause, it's just you know I'm, I'm going to make myself you know uh, look like I'm with the cause um, exactly and, I, and for some of them, I kind of get it because it's like if you're not with Black Lives Matter, you're racist yeah so then it's just like, well, you know I, I better say I am, so that way they won't you know do anything to me
0: yeah and uh, but I mean that that's the that's the part that really upsets me because it's like like by default, we just made it okay for white people to be the races that we've always thought they were, but now it's as long as you're not a an overt racist, you can be a covert racist, but as long as you march black lives matter we'll we'll okay. Right. you know
1: cuz you can march with us but still be behind our backs you know doing the exactly. same shit so you're not,
0: and, you're not an ally. It, and it goes back to what Mar- what uh what Malcolm X said you know uh hold on let me see if i can if i can get it uh but he he talked about it he he talked about the how the the white liberal is not a friend to to blacks they're not because it's like they they pretend to be the friend but then those are the people who want to be in control or they want to put the right Negro in, in place. They want to put the right black person in place and then nothing changes.
1: Right. Because they're just following what everybody else is doing, you know, but at least they have somewhat of a
0: minority in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I, I got, I got a little amped up when I saw that and I, I had I, like, I had to check myself and I had to go take a walk. Yeah, I I mean that
1: could end it badly.
0: Well, like no, I I wasn't gonna do anything to her, but it's just like I, like it did, like it it did bring me back to like some of the racist, um, some of the races that I dealt with in my life. It did kind of bring me back to that because it's like, is it's it's like by them saying that they have white privilege, they're still putting themselves in a position higher than you, right? And I, I don't like that, and you know. Everybody should be equal. You know? Yeah, every yeah. like I bust my ass just like you do. I put right, my exactly. pants on just like right, you do. Right. Just because you're white doesn't mean you have more privilege than me. Hell, I probably may have more privilege than you. My kids may have more privilege than yours just because of what I do. Right, right. Or the choices that I made. Yeah. So. Yeah, and
1: they probably don't see it that way. And yeah. some of them probably are trying to be with the cause and actually be yeah. serious. But yeah, there's there's always those few people where it's just like... You know, they're just doing it just because they think it's funny or a joke or, you know, they want to just be with it to say they were with it for five minutes. Um, But I was listening to this one motivational speaker. I think his name is Eric Thomas. He does a lot of motivational motivational speeches. And he was kind of just like, you know, are these same people that are with the cause right now, Are they going to be with us six years from now. Eight years from now, mm-hmm. ten years from now, when this shit's still going on, or they, you know, after after the George Floyd thing's over, are they just jumping boat, going
0: back to, oh well, you know, I pitched in a little, I'm done, you know? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be with us? Oh so no, we'll no, see, it, they're they're going to go back to to living their normal lives, right. and yeah. then watch next election season, they're going to be back because, and I and I told someone, I, I don't recall Black Lives Matter. The last time I saw Black Lives Matter in D.C. was right after Donald Trump was elected. Ain't heard ain't heard from them since. Hell, I thought they got disbanded. But then all of a sudden, soon, and then I had to, and this is why I, earlier I said, I hate Black Lives Matter. Right,
1: yeah.
0: Um, because they, I honestly feel like they are opportunists. And I honestly feel like they are no better than Al Sharpton. Because we've had issues in the past, black, black lives, I mean, black on white aside, we've had a number of National, nation- nationwide stories of Black lives tragically being lost, Black Lives Matter never said anything. And, and I even said, too, like, if you really go back to, to the Amon Arbery, Black Lives Matter didn't show up and they didn't say anything until George Floyd. And I said, I honestly feel like they have a criteria that they need before they come out, where the cop has to be white and the person has to be Black and unarmed. Because had if they really stuck pat stuck to their mantra Black Lives Matter they would have came out for Ma Arbery. they would have came out for the little girl that got shot in the drive by you know in D.C. when those fools wanted to rob a car they like if Black Lives Matter it should matter all the time not just when it's killed by a white cop
1: yeah I, I definitely get what you're saying um, yeah I definitely think there's are certain areas where they could you know put more emphasis in that and not just kind of pick at what you know what's going to make the top headlining
0: stories. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, and I honestly feel like like this is a money grab for them like because if we, if we really think about the last time black lives matter was out in 2016 2017 when they were right. out hard. Yeah. Nothing got changed. Nothing. When they when they first came out for Michael Brown and all them even though Michael Brown was justified in the court of law because he by Everybody, even the people who live in the community said that he went for the cops gun. Nothing got changed they didn't They didn't change one thing. It's okay we're gonna go ahead we're gonna get this hashtag going. we're gonna get this movement started, and then they're connected to george Soros's uh uh number of his different companies or his things that he he invests in right right so it's like like you're not really for black lives and then um. I want to get to Mary the Mayor Bowser of DC. She now I will say her clapback game is pretty strong because she did paint Black Lives Matter on 16th Street right in front of yeah. the White House and she changed it to Black Lives oh, Matter yeah. Plaza all because Trump like Trump called in the National Guard in D.C. Right. However, what people fail to realize is Mario Bowser was a, was very close to having D.C. turn to Baltimore, where she was going to let people riot and destroy it, and, and destroy things, and then who was going to be there to clean up the mess? All the federal agencies, all the security contractors, MPD, everybody was going to be there to clean it up. So here she comes. She paints Black Lives Matter on 16th Street because he he calls in National Guard, but. And I and I flat out said, that don't mean shit. It's You're painting pretty words on the ground, okay, because you're mad at Trump. Go paint that in Anacostia. Go paint that at Denwood. Go paint that in, in the places in D.C. that where the average crime rate is 200% of the national average. I bet you ain't going to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's facts.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, until she does or until somebody does, yeah. I mean...
0: And then and here's one thing, and this is why, ugh, fuck Mario Bowser. Like, oh my God. Ugh, I, I, I really dislike her as a politician. <laughs> I can't say I dislike her as a person because I wow. don't know her as a person, but I dislike her as a politician because how are you going to sit here? And I'm a, I'm a D.C. native. How are you going to sit here and say Black Lives Matter when you are gentrifying a black city? Now, I'm all for modernization. I'm all for things getting better. Right. But things ain't getting better in a black way, in a black city. Because when I left D.C. in, in 2010 to go into the military, D.C. was a black area. I came back in 2014, areas that were traditionally black, I mm-hmm. saw white, white. white people. And I was like, what in the, I, like, the fuck? Yeah, I saw little boutique shops and all this other stuff, and these are like white. I'm like, what? What? Where am I?
1: And they've just kind of taken control.
0: Yeah, and so my thing to Mario Bowser is like, okay, you're allowing this stuff to happen. You're allowing, by all intents and purposes, I can lay this at your feet. You are pushing black people out of D.C. You are a black mayor of a black city, and you are pushing black people out of their city where people have been for generations. You're not helping black businesses. Crime rate has been av- like it, it, it doesn't go up, it doesn't go down, right, it stays it's the same. same. Yeah, you know. But every week we hear a story of a metro. We got Metro PD. We have cops that that patrol the the metro stations. We got Metro PD beating the fuck out of people at Anacostia. Yeah, you, you don't put black lives. You you didn't turn Anacostia into Black Lives Matter station, but you want to sit there and put that clap back on on 16th Street, bitch. Fuck you. I'm, I'm just saying because it's like you don't care about black lives. You're the mayor. You got your money, and, and you want to sit there and you want to get kind your- of just pick at what what looks good and what's you know exactly what's gonna make me look good. Kind yeah, of, and yeah. Then, then oh, oh one, the last time I said anything about Mary Bowser was when she tried to go in and adopt that 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 child, and I was like oh okay when are you gonna get married though. <laughs> So you're opting to be a single mother. Yeah. Um, like, like everybody
1: has got their own, their own past. Like, you know?
0: come on. <laughs> but you want to say, like, I, I get it. I'm thankful that you did adopt a child who needed right. a, who needed a home, but you did like, why not get married and adopt a child? But the same, same thing. Why are you going to paint black lives matter in an area where black lives aren't in danger? Right. You're yeah. not painting that shit in Anacostia. You're not painting that shit in Dinwood. You're painting that shit in front of the White House when the he's the only president before COVID where blacks were on the up and up economically. So, and that's not to say he did it for black people. I don't care if he did it for black people. Black people were benefiting. But bitch, you want to paint this shit on the fucking road and you're not going to like you haven't done anything. You haven't passed any bill to help black businesses in DC. You haven't done anything. You haven't made any programs to enrich black lives. Black lives have been stagnant in DC. Black lives are beginning pushed out of DC. Yeah. To now, like you you can't even play go-go in the streets. And that's a DC thing. (laughs) But let Ben's Chili Bowl get burned down. (laughs) If Ben's (laughs) Chili Bowl would have gotten burned down, all hell would have got would have broke loose.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I see your point. With just sorry, you know, I got a little, I got a little amped up. Got to state your points, but yeah, I see your point with just. And I think a lot of people in, in general need to do this. You know, outside of just that, look at your own community and how can we hmm. make it better? Especially, you know, if it's predominantly black, because uh, there is still a lot of you know just black on black crime. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other things that you know play a hand in this as well, and it's just like you know that also needs to get you know yeah a handle on too
0: cuz that's yeah. in a way out of control as well um yeah. you know so yeah and and one thing that i've been seeing is like uh it, someone posted uh and there's multiple people posting, you want to you want to uh, see who the house niggas are see who uh who says black on black crime. But it's like if black lives matter, then it should matter all, all the, the time. Way,
1: yeah. Or, or just all around. You know, yeah. it can't just be, you know, just when cops or somebody is doing the wrong thing. Like it needs to be also just in our own community because there are mm-hmm. tons of people that die a day. Yeah. I think I saw some from Chicago. they had like twenty people die, you know. <laughs> I I don't know
0: if all of them are black or not, but it's just like that's that plays a huge part. Yeah. You know? and that's in a day. Yeah. And and let's talk about David Dorn, Chris Bates and all these other people who were killed trying to stop the rioters, trying to stop the looters. Right, that's unacceptable, too. They're black. They got killed because of these riots linked to Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. Their names ain't on Black Lives Matter's website. Yeah. Black Lives Matter hasn't said anything about them.
1: Right. So, yeah, that, that again, it kind of proves your point where it's just like they are helping some stuff, but you're, you're not helping everybody. Yeah. And then it's just like you're just picking out what, what looks good, what sounds yeah. good, and then we're, we're yeah. missing other stuff.
0: Yeah, and like, like I've been telling people, I can't give with Black Lives Matter because saying Black Lives Matter, that's a blanket statement. That, that, okay, Black Lives Matter, got it. But, why do you only come out when it or you only go public or national when it's a white cop? all right then just say black lives black lives matter to white cops. How about you change your name to that?
1: Yeah, and I think um a lot of people um or a lot of racist people or or that's kind of how they get pronounced like I think they also try to bring some of those stats in there, and then they kind of just get you know beaten up or kind of shut out of the way. Mm-hmm. but I mean, there is some some truth into what they're saying, which is just, you know, it can't just be for certain things and just, you know, not everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, again, all lives, you know, are important. I think, you know, specifically right now, uh, black lives, you know, I think in, in a way are under attack by police to a degree. Um, but again, all everybody's life is important and just everybody... You know, just crime in general in the many different populations of places, it, it needs to come down. And you know, there's all the way around mm-hmm. and not just it's not just on the police. Yeah. And you know
0: and here's how I justify when we talk about Black Lives Matter, we should talk about black on black crime because let's yeah, think there, about it. There there is a lot of that. Um and then
1: that kind of just stems, you know, our community has to take a look at itself. Because yeah. at least for me, you know, growing up, I was really into rap music. That's basically all I listen to. It's still mm-hmm. all I listen to. You know, they, they promote violence 24-7, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, I hear that, you know, and that intrigues me, and then I go out and do that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big revolving door where it's just like you're looking up to people who are getting paid millions of dollars to rap about, you know, fucking bitches, getting money, running from the cops, doing whatever yeah. the fuck they do, being in gangs. And then, you know, though that's putting in my head at a young age, well, I need to do that because they're living, they're in million dollar houses. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm still living, you know, just making a buy. So then it's just like that revolving door. You join a gang, you're trying to be like them. And mm-hmm. then that's that's kind of where it starts.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and, and, to a degree. And this is why I said, anytime we do talk about Black Lives Matter, we should talk about Black on Black Crime. That should be a part of it because Black Lives are lost more by Black on Black Crime Than it is by cops. And that's not to say that cops, you know, violence brought on by cops is not an issue. It is an issue. It is, yeah. But let's look at the biggest issue. And then also, I I like deductive reasoning. When we talk about black-on-black crime, let's look at this. Black man kills another black man. Black person, not even man. Black person accosts another black person. Someone, cops catch wind of it, cops come in. If these things are the norm, you're upping your chances to get involved with your interactions with police. Now, in the community that I live in, it's black. It's all black homeowners. We have a few interracial couples, we have a few couples that aren't black, but but I would say a good 80% of the neighborhood is black. Yeah. We don't see the cops that much. Now, just on the other side of our community is a, an apartment complex right. where they have a lot of Section 8. Cops get called in there all the fucking time. Yeah, there's there's always gonna be problems, you know. And yeah. and and that and that's the and and that's what I I like people to think about. Look at a black suburban area. Look at a black area where there's Section Eight, and we're 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 right next to each other. The only time the cops come down here is if someone complains, or if the dude down the street don't take his meds and he's walking around in the neighborhood in his underwear. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know.
1: So yeah, so you're just kind of saying depending on where you are, you know, it, it it's in a way plays a hand with how you know.
0: Well, not even that. It's like when you when you want to get into some nigga shit, nigga shit's gonna happen. And then guess who comes to clean up the nigga shit? Cops. Yeah. So now what you're doing is you're inviting these cops because you can't like like you can't stop. Like you can't like we we have to look at ourselves like. If we ended the violence in black communities, what need would there be for cops to be in there That's as true. heavy as they are?
1: Right, yeah, other than maybe to just drive by, make, you know, not even every that. once in a while.
0: But yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I basically,
0: there would be no need. Yeah, yeah, they would be on call. And then yeah, you would shrink call. the size of of the police precinct. Or what you would have is, and th- and I said this last episode, and I'll say it again, you need to have people who live in those communities, a part of the police force, who are policing those areas. Because it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you have a white person from mid from the Midwest coming in to police a urban development right. that they don't know anything? They don't know yeah. the culture.
1: Yeah. So yes, it's just just bad mixing right there. It, it, yeah. Like yeah. it. Like
0: you you're. It's like oil and water. They don't mix because this person doesn't understand the culture. He doesn't understand um the social stigmas and stuff. Right. But if you get someone to who, who lives in that neighborhood, who's familiar with that neighborhood, who grew up in that neighborhood, police that neighborhood, they understand. They right. know how to handle things. Exactly. Um yeah, I mean and
1: you can kind of see that with like some of the president's remarks. Um you know like with, with looting and shooting, calling people thugs he, you know, I don't, he might not have been trying to be racist, but with the things that he said, a lot of people took it that way because mm-hmm. there's a stigma yeah. with Blacks those. and thugs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, he might not have been trying to do that, but that's how it came off, even yeah. though he might not have been trying to do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the same thing with, you know, if they, if they were to be in our community and you're the oddball out and you don't really know how things work around here and you take things a certain way,
0: Yeah. you know, you're, you're going to, it's just not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and, and like, that's the issue that I have, like, when, when people sit here and say, well, we need to talk about Black Lives Matter, but we can't talk about Black-on-Black violence. No, we need to talk about Black-on-Black violence because it's Black-on-Black violence that's inviting these cops into our communities. That's true.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that—yeah, when you really think about it, that is true. Um, just because, yeah, I mean— because if, if there was
0: no crime, then they, there's no reason to be over there. Exactly. You know, and then, like, we got to fix, like, there's only but so much we can do with law enforcement. Right. You know, law enforcement has to change law enforcement. But at the same time, us as black folks, we have to fix ourselves. We have to yep. fix our culture. Right. And this is, and I'm trying to get uh, my work grandfather, Pop Pop, on, on the show. <laughs> because he tells me, like, you know, he, the man's like 70 years old. He's 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 told me like how DC has changed. He's lived in DC all of his life. And he's like before like it was the people who kept things in check. Right. You know, yeah, you had your drug dealers, you had this, you had that, but even them they wouldn't let certain shit ride.
1: Right. Um, but I think in a way, I think now with, with uh, at least a little bit of what you're saying, I think some people are just fearful because, you know, if, if a big drug dealer comes into your community, you're going to tell them to stop dealing drugs. Mm-hmm. Might be the last thing you ever do. So then the cops have to get involved, you know, and then that could kind of just kick stuff off. But yeah, if we're able as a community to just get them out um, and just kind of police ourselves in a way, then yeah, yeah. We, we won't need to resort to police.
0: Yeah, because like, especially now, with policing where you have some cops that are just too overzealous yeah. you have cops that come in guns ablazing just because yep, guy, yeah. of what the area is and right. you know and i and i have some cops i have some mentors i mean i have some friends who are cops i have some mentors who are cops and one of my mentors said that even though he's policed pg county you know when he went out to la he said, man, there's some areas of LA where you gotta come in guns blazing. Guns blazing, because if you don't, you're not coming out. Yeah. You know, just because of how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, like and and that's but that goes down to the culture. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, we can sit here and blame cops all day. We can sit here and say he shouldn't have had his his knee on his neck. Oh, this cop is using excessive force. But we don't really give we don't give that same energy to the fuck boy that's out there shooting up trying to take someone's car. We don't give that same energy to that drug dealer who's selling dope to kids. Right. We like we're like, we can't talk about black on black box. No, we got to because this is what's attracting the cops here.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and, And until you really address that. We we can we can only look at bits and pieces, but we're not yeah. going to solve the big problem. And we're it's going to be another George Floyd. It's going to be another whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, until we really address that, it's just gonna it's a revolving door of more yeah. more, more, more t-shirts more yeah.
0: yeah and I and I and I kind of want to do an episode on it. <laughs> the missus is kind of against it. Why? But I think we am going to do it. <laughs> oh, this is this going to be a controversial topic I'm about right. to say. I want to do an, a segment on is there a difference between niggas and black folks? And I honestly I. Feel that there is. I mean, Chris Rock has talked about it for decades. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I I guess I I see what you're
1: saying. Basically, just there's certain people that you know you're black and you just want to you know go about your business, and then there's other people where it's just like I'm just here to do my thing. Yeah, yeah. So
0: and and it's like and I said um, and a friend kind of reminded me of it. uh, Like I said, like if you really look at all of these these issues that we're having, and that's not to justify them. If you look at all these issues that we had, you never really see an Ivy League black dude getting caught up in this. You never really see a suburban black family game. That's not to say, like, some family hasn't had some sort of race, but yeah. we don't see the national stories of, let's just say, a George Floyd. We don't see an incident like George Floyd to someone who is living in a, in a black suburban community like we live in. There's, you don't really see those, like a cop putting his knee on the neck on some dude that that went to went to Harvard yeah, or something like that. You know, yeah. it's like you really only see that people who are kind of engaging in unsavory activity. And I'm just going to say unsavory because I don't want to call them criminals because right. some people ain't criminals. No. But some people are engaging in a lot of fuckery that they up their chances of coming in contact with the cops.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think it would be a good topic. I guess it depends how you you spin it, but yeah, I think, yeah. I think it would be a good
0: topic. But and, and that goes to George Floyd, and it's like, and I and and Brandon Tatum, I was watching one of his videos today, um, and he talked about it. He was like, if you really look at majority of the stories and the names that Black Lives Matter is talking about, ninety percent of them have criminal background or they they were engaging in unsavory activity. Now, uh, to, Tamir Rice, that story got to me back in the day. But at the same time, like the issue with Tamir Rice again, I have to get on the culture because you have this black kid playing with the, what looks like a gun. Right, right. It was an airsoft gun, but it didn't yeah. have the orange tip on it. That's why they have the orange tip, but it right. was spray painted black. Yeah. You know how many times like corner stores get robbed with these airsoft guns?
1: Yeah, and you don't know if the real fake. Exactly. So yeah, you are getting treated as is real.
0: Yeah, and like you can go get a airsoft gun that feels like the real thing, right? And looks
1: like the real. And thing. obviously, you know, if a cop comes in and you point it, they don't know if it's real fake. Exactly. You know, they're just they're gonna shoot.
0: Exactly. Um, and
1: I think for that one, I don't I don't remember, but I think they kind of came in a little bit guns blazing because they didn't even give them a chance to put the gun down or something. Yeah, that that's yeah. the only issue that right, I really yeah. had
0: with that. But at the same time, it's like as someone who understands gunfighting and the human condition when it comes to that and how fast things happen, right. especially in law enforcement, you don't have the luxury of time when there's right. a gun involved. And you can't really take a chance. So Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, and, and one thing that people try to say, oh, well, he's a kid. Trust me, there are kids out here that are killing people all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: you go to... You know, jails and see them Mm -hmm. anywhere, but yeah.
0: I remember as a—and here's why I say that, because, like, I I come from a family where crime is pretty much the norm. You know, most of my cousins and my uncles have records. I remember as a kid, one of my cousins, he—we were about 13 years old. At 13, he got into the drug game. Yeah, and at 13, that was the last time, like, I spent time with him because it was like, I couldn't. Yeah. Because at 13, he brought drugs to my house and he brought a gun to my house in a backpack. Mm. And it's like, when you see that, especially, and I, I was 13 years old, me and him huh. are the same age. Yeah. I, like, I can't sit here and say, like, a kid won't kill somebody because why else would a 13-year-old need a gun right it's protection
1: just in case you try to rob me what i got you know exactly. i got to look out
0: for me or i have got to take what you got exactly yeah. and like we have some drug dealers that are turning kids into, into soldiers and shit right yeah you do the dirty walk and i'll collect exactly yeah. and and these kids are being uh, being forced to grow up before they have any chance to live right and then and, you, you go murder somebody that's it yeah and then now my cousin he's a felon yeah because he was living that life right You wanted to be a big boy. Now you you had to deal with big boy consequences.
1: It's not not always fun.
0: Yeah. And it's like, and him and I, like we, you know, the last engagement that we've had, like it wasn't a good one because um, he tried to say like, oh, you're privileged. You're this and you're that. And he was like, well, your life is so much better than mine. You think you're better than me. I'm like, dude, I just made different choices than you did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Some of my, like, especially my
1: biological family, I at least feel like they did definitely feel that same way where it's just like, oh, you had it better than me, whatever. And some of them had some of the same opportunities that I had, but you blew it. Yeah. They threw it away to go do something else so you thought was gonna work out more in your favor and it didn't. Yeah.
0: And, and had you gone with the other direction, you would have been all right. Yeah. And here's the thing, my cousin, he was very smart. He was a lot smarter than me academically. Yeah. Like I wasn't a bad student, but he was definitely the straight A student. Gotcha. But it's like you're a straight A student and you're you're making these dumb decisions. So yeah. that's um, another reason why I say right, that grades right. don't mean shit because yeah. there's straight A people that make dumb decisions all the time. Right. But it's like at 13, you made the decision to be a drug dealer and a dope boy. Right, and I get it. It's quick, easy money. Exactly.
1: When things are easy, yeah. But when people start ratting you out, when the cops mm-hmm. are closing in on you, it's
0: not so much fun. Yeah, and then and then that's another thing. Like when we talk about Black Lives Matter, like we have these drug dealers that are destroying Black lives with these drugs, with are Black communities. Kid, yeah, yeah, getting kids caught up in the dope gang, mm-hmm. getting kids killed, and and like when you're in that life. They don't give a fuck about how old you are. Nope. You're just another body. Yeah, there was a kid. I, I I really hate that. I can't. I'm really bad with names. But there was a, I remember this story because it really like. It really upset me because the kid was tortured in an alley because his dad was part of a gang. Like they burnt cigarettes on him. Mm. And then the mom, you know, the community came out and you know, they the mom started GoFundMe and then she bought a car. Wow! And it's like, it, it's like, it, like when are we gonna talk about the culture? When yeah. are we gonna have this, this hard, tough love conversation no, it, about that? It,
1: and I've, and I've been saying this from the beginning. It, it definitely is the culture, and at least the black culture, in my opinion. Yeah. Because um, it's a big revolving door of just mistakes, in my opinion, or just bad choices, and then mm-hmm. it just leads to more bad choices, and then it's just like you—if you have kids and you've already made these bad choices, then you're, you know, you're you're telling your kids do the same thing, then yeah. they're doing the and same th- thing, their kids going to do the same thing, so it never ends.
0: Yeah, and 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 like, and here, here's the thing, like, and this is why I brought up Tamir Rice, and I'm bringing up this other kid, like. The people, people were so upset with the cops because they shot him because he was playing with a toy gun. I get it. The optics of it looks bad. Yeah, but they didn't say anything about this kid who was tortured by drug dealers because they were trying to get some clap back on his father.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah, I mean I I agree, but it's just like you know that happens so much. I guess to most people, it's just like that's just normal news, whatever. You know, let's get to the the good news.
0: A a, a kid being killed should never be. No, no, absolutely it. no.
1: It shouldn't be, but it's like it happens so much. It is, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: and and that's the part that that upsets me because it's like we we have like the big the biggest issue that I have. It's like okay, it's egregious when a cop does it, right? But we don't want to talk about it when we do it, yeah. You know, and especially in these communities that we have these low economic communities, right. Where drugs is the norm, gangster is the right. norm. Yep, you know. We don't say anything about the kid that that doesn't make it to eighteen. Yeah, we don't say anything about the drug dealer that would gun down a ten year old all because he ain't have his money. Right, or you're on my corner. Yeah, or oh, you work for me now. We don't we don't say anything about that. Yeah, you know, but but oh, God forbid, it's a cop.
1: Yeah. God forbid. Well, I mean, that that just looks, you know, it it fits the narrative that you're trying to push. But But yeah, absolutely. No, the the community and just, you know, looking at ourselves, you got to take accountability.
0: Yeah. And and, and that's the thing that I want to get to. I feel like it's the community that are attracting these cops. Because the communities are these kind of ways, like like a lot of my, my friends who are former police officers, current police officers, they said some areas... You got to be a thug with a badge because if you don't, you probably may not be making it home that day. Right. You know, you got to handle yourself a certain way, especially if you're black, like, because they're going to try you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they would try you. That's without a doubt. You know, and. Because they want to see if they can get one over on you. Yeah. You know, you know and it's like, I, I get it. You know, what happened to George Floyd shouldn't happen. What happened to Tamir Rice shouldn't have happened. But at the same time, it it should never happen. Like no one should die because of someone else. And and that's the part that we're overlooking is that this is a human issue. This ain't a race issue. Right. This ain't a cop versus civilian. This is a human issue, because we have people that do not value human life anymore. You know, and especially we have people because they can get rich off of fucking up the community. Right. That now these cops have to come in, and these cops have to play by different Set the rules. rules. Yeah, yeah, because I can tell you, a small town cop in a rural Louisiana, he ain't gonna make it in the D.C. He ain't gonna make it in Baltimore because the rules of engagement are different.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and, and again, it's just it's unfortunate it has to get to that, but it's just like they just walk in there and you know oh, it's not gonna be that bad, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not coming home. Yeah, and some some of these areas, you gotta be. You got to be a certain way as as a, as a cop, and that that's sad because it, we created that environment.
1: Yeah, uh, and then it's just like they they might come in guns blazing, and there might be that one time they don't need that, but because nine times out of ten that's what they do, that's uh, mm-hmm.
0: automatically what they're going to expect. Yeah, and 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 it's because of what I do and because I saw how people acted during the protest people. It's not that they don't like you as a person. They don't like what you represent as a law enforcement. Right. You know, they, they don't see you. They see the uniform. They see the gun. They see the badge. It ain't about you. And that's, and that's the issue because now it's like, you're trying to say, well, all cops are bad, but then it's like, but cops are people too. And, Cops have issues too and sometimes and there's a lot of cops that said that they get treated like shit when they're
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, they out in regular clothes.
0: Mm -hmm. So yeah, Whew. This was so, many, so many things to talk about. Oh, yeah, so many things to talk about. But, yeah. So, all right, so as we close, uh, what are your final thoughts, Tony? I don't even know. We've just been talking because about so much, so much so much
1: different stuff. Um, but, no, I mean, I guess what really kind of hit it home for me um, is kind of what you said. And I guess I haven't really even looked at it that much um, to kind of the degree that you did with just, you know, obviously the Black Lives Matter to me is very important. But at the same time, you can't neglect certain parts of it just to focus on the parts that you want to focus on. It has to be all the way around, including black on black crime and everything that kind of goes into that and just building up the communities um, and just making them all better. Cause like you said, if the communities are better and you know, we're not going to have as much of the need for the police cause there's no need for them. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there are going to be still going to be cases of police that do the wrong thing, but mm-hmm. it would probably be much less versus if you're in an area with extremely high crime They have to be called in 24-7. There's going to obviously be more chance that, you know, stuff's not going to go well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My final thoughts is um, with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, if black lives really matter, then they got to matter all the time. Not just when a cop's involved, not just when a white cop is involved. It has to matter all the time. It has to matter when black-owned businesses are being burned down. It has to matter when... uh, when we're killing each other, when we're engaging in, in behavior and activity that is inviting these cops in to come and police us in a manner that is uh, that is unjust, that can be oppressive. We gotta fix our house first before we can talk about any like anything else. Like mm-hmm. the way people treat you is how you carry yourself. And that's one thing that my grandparents always taught me. If you if you carry yourself a certain way people are going to treat you a certain way. It doesn't make it right. It makes it reality. If you want to change how people treat you, treat yourself better. So. It's good knowledge. Yeah. Um, But again, uh, to what happened to George Floyd, even though he had a checker passed, what happened to him shouldn't have happened to him. No. Uh, Just because you can be like, everybody deserves justice. Everybody deserves their day in court. Um. George Floyd should have have gotten justice. And I hope his family still gets justice, regardless of the facts and the circumstances. Um, Now, even as we stated earlier, the cops may get off on technicalities, possibly. We're not lawyers. We're not in the case room. We're not looking at the case file. But it is possible that in a court of law, you are innocent until proven guilty. They may get off with a technicality. But that does not mean that he cannot be sued civilly by the family. Yeah. So,
1: right. yeah. Hopefully, they get some justice. Yeah.
0: Hopefully, yeah. they they get some justice. So, uh, yeah. Oh, um, last thing. Uh, make sure you guys go out. If you are in the Maryland area, please make sure you donate to Lifestyles of Maryland, especially during this time of COVID. Which I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm hoping that it doesn't. The numbers don't double because I'm ready to go back outside and mm-hmm. do all these other things. Yeah. But oh my goodness. With COVID, Corona, Wuhan, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> Please uh, go down, uh, donate whatever sort of goods you can, whether it be uh, hygiene products, canned goods. Um, Please donate to Lifestyles of Maryland. I'm pretty sure they will greatly appreciate it. Um, And yeah, we are out. All right. Bye. Oh, I said bye a little too early. (laughs) I'm so ready to get off. Make sure you guys go uh, find the show on Facebook. At the Edmo Show. Find Instagram. Uh, find us on Instagram. We are getting our our feet going with YouTube. And uh we got a Patreon. And at least I'm on parlor because I don't fuck with Twitter. <laughs> 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 so um yeah. Uh, and you can if you have any questions, please email the show at theedmo show at gmail.com. Alrighty. All right. Bye. Deuces. Peace. I'm gonna say hold yourself. For all of you, get ready to stop.